all right what's going on folks how you doing how you doing sorry it's been a while but you know i'm gonna slow down because we got the holidays coming up um i don't necessarily um celebrate holidays but you know i'm respectful of those who do so i don't try to take up too much of their time because this this channel this podcast this area of conversation called perspective wisdom takes a lot takes a lot takes a lot to comprehend to understand you know you got to think about these concepts i throw a lot of different things in there um from a lot of different areas and perspectives so without further ado i'm your host collins johnson just wanted to uh come to you a little bit come to you for a little while and talk to you about um about some general human behavior right something that i've noticed that um over the years it has gotten I'm not going to say worse, but I have paid attention to it a lot more and, and it's enabled me to fashion my things, my my mistakes, my mishaps, my faux pas, if you will, uh, in a certain way for myself and not necessarily focus so much on the outside world. Now, today's topic is going to be talking about uh, perfection. Now, we're always taught uh, that there's no such thing as perfection right you strive for perfection um, but there's no such thing as perfection and some people are taught that there is perfection right and and these different teachings sometimes they clash with each other but let me tell you from my my perspective how I see it now as opposed to how I seen it when I was a kid when I was a teenager when I was a young adult and and on into where I'm at now there's this there's this weird thing that people do they say that nobody's perfect, right? And in saying that nobody's perfect, they act as though you're supposed to be perfect. So therefore, when you make a mistake, it is not counted as a mistake. And, and you know, what's the definition of a mistake? I don't know the true definition of a mistake because perfection is what people are always striving for. So if you're striving for something that you'll never get to, then you're bound to make these so-called mistakes. Some people like to call them life lessons, learning lessons, uh, and, and everything in between, right? So with that being said, uh, forgive the... Uh, the heater behind me i know you probably can hear it because this microphone picks up some of everything but with that being said i've always been told strive for perfection strive for perfection okay so i'm striving for perfection i i take every precaution that i possibly can to make sure that i don't make what's called mistakes that i don't miss something or overlook something you know just just human mistakes now, when I make those mistakes, because I'm striving for perfection in my mind, right, and in the teachings that I've had, it makes me that much harder on myself when a mistake is made. Now, I don't just beat myself up. Then I take everything that everybody else says to me in regards to that mistake just that much heavier, Right. And it weighs on me just that much heavier, which will cause me to excessively apologize. Now, with that, with that being said, the people you are apologizing to trust and believe that there, there are two sides to this coin. There's one side that enjoys you apologizing continuously because they get a feel of power over it. Right. They, they have this power over top of you. And when I say power, please don't get 
uh, it misconstrued and misunderstood. It's not uh, a slavery mindset type power. It's just a power, right? It's a power that makes people feel as though they're in control of a situation uh, and, and they can dictate how th something is going. And then there's the other side of the coin that you apologize and no matter how much you apologize, they don't care, right? They don't pay no attention to it. And they're like, you know, don't keep apologizing to me. So now they take it the angry route, right? So you as the person who's apologetic, feeling bad for the uh, mistake that you've made, it, it, it kind of throws you for a loop. Well, it kind of throws me for a loop. So we're going to talk about just me. It throws me for a loop because... For the people who want power over top of me, now that I'm older, I'm able to recognize it differently. And I can say, oh, OK, you just want some power over top of me. So me apologizing actually makes you feel, I don't know, some some somewhat better than what you are. You feel as though that you are the epitome of whatever this situation is. And because I've made this mistake in this thing, now you can chastise me and correct me as a child. And that's the way they talk to you. And then on the other hand, when somebody's like, yo, don't keep apologizing to me. I'm like, oh, well, what are you so upset about? Like, I did not mean to make the mistake. And they'll say, I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at the fact that and they will go on to describe the mistake. So therefore, if I hadn't made this mistake, they wouldn't be mad. In turn, that means they're mad at you. So for the people who will say, no, that doesn't, that I'm mad at the situation. Well, I'm part of the situation. There is no situation without my mistake. So you being mad, right? This is the two sides of the coin. The one that wants the power and the one that's just irritable, you know, irritated with the, with the situation. You are a part of the situation or I am a part of the situation. So now, with knowing both sides of those coins, because I didn't always know both sides of those coins. Now knowing with both, both sides of those coins, I take a step back for a second. When I make a mistake, I'm like, okay, what happened? And I go through a checklist of what happened. What didn't I do? Okay, I didn't do this. I didn't do this. This led to mistake. So now I'm taking accountability, right? And then I'm going to take the responsibility for to not let it happen again for for my mistake uh for my mishap for my lack of attention and and i'm gonna move on with it now for the people who are in your life who hold on to the fact that you made that mistake those are people that won't help you grow they cannot help you grow because they're bent on having control over something and they want to have control over something at the lowest level possible. So it makes their level, the level that they're on, it makes their level look better than what it is. Now, you may be like, wow, that's a whole lot. But I'm telling you about the interactions that I have with people who are either my bosses or my supervisors or just people, just, you know, subordinates. When I make mistakes, they hold me so heavy to the mistake that's made that it's almost as though I can't, I'm not allowed to make a mistake. I need to be perfect, right? And we're talking about 10, 15 years of people doing the same thing, right? So this is not an isolated incident. This is me, when I'm talking on perspective wisdom, keep in mind that I'm talking from my lifetime of experience. I draw all the way back from when I was a child, from books that I read, from studies that I've had, from college courses, from personal experiences. It doesn't matter. Everything that I have experienced in life, this is what I draw from to bring you perspective wisdom. So it's not like this is an isolated incident where I'm just doing a, a fire back off of. No, when I make mistakes, 
when the majority of people that I see make mistakes and, and when I'm on the outside looking in and I'm just looking at the situation and I'm looking at the person who made the mistake and the person who is correcting the person who made the mistake. There's this relationship dynamic that's very toxic to, to one's growth. There's no way to grow past that. So what I'm saying is everybody's perfect, right? The people who are, <laughs> and it sounds funny, everybody's perfect. Everybody is going to behave the way that they're going to behave. And there's nothing that's going to change that behavior. You know what has to change? You. The way you look at a situation, because nothing's changed from when I was a child to when I was a teenager to when I was a young adult to where I am now about how people treated me when I made mistakes. Nothing's changed. Not one bit. Not the way they approached me, not their thought process. That's why I can tell you this is general human behavior on how they act. <laughs> but what has changed is I've gained knowledge and I've learned how to look at things totally different. I've learned how to take myself out of the equation and look at the situation for what it is and then reapply myself back to the equation and say, how can I not let this happen again? Right. This is the, the process of, of, of striving uh, for perfection. Now, I do this in every walk of life. So when I was playing basketball, uh, like really heavy and, and competitive at a competitive level, that's what I would do. I would take myself out of the situation and see what it was. What is it that my team is missing when I'm gone? And if I got to provide that, that's what I got to provide. And I will fill in in that way. I do this in my relationship. I do this in my relationship with my children. Uh, you name it. You have to be able to take accountability and responsibility for everything that you do in your life and not look for an outside blaming source. Right. So so with that, this circles back around into perfection and 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 how we're approaching this thing. Everybody's perfect because we're all made to be a certain type of way, but everybody's not perfect when you want to. Bring somebody down to a level to say, hey, because I'm operating at this level of autonomy, I'm not going to take responsibility. I'm not going to take accountability. So therefore, I'm going to say you're not perfect. Nobody is. But but in the course of saying nobody's perfect, I'm going to expect perfection out of you. That gives that person a certain level of power over your life because psychologically you're thinking, okay, nobody's perfect. I'm going to make mistakes. And you kind of go about your day. And when you make those mistakes, they come after you in the worst way possible. Some people will cuss you out. Some people will just fuss you out. Some people do it sarcastically. Some people do it passive aggressively. Nonetheless, they come for you for making the mistake. They call themselves correcting you. Right. You ever heard of the term uh, constructive criticism? OK, they call themselves correcting you. Why didn't you do this? Well, the very reason why I did not do this is because that's not how I was thinking. So then the rebuttal is, oh, well, well, I have a you know standard of procedure. Here's what you're supposed to do no matter what. Now, when you perform all of these things and you still make the mistake, who's to blame? They can't answer you then. Because they're not thinking on a higher level, the same level that they want you to think on and that they can tell you, hey, you messed up and you should have done this. When you make a mistake, they don't think on that level when you come back at them with the same type of question in that same area. 
when you ask them, hey, if I did this, 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 and this, and this thing still happened, well, it's not your fault. Well, at that point, now they have no power over you. So they begin to think. And you can see them thinking. They're trying to think of a way that this is your fault because somebody has to take the blame. Now, where do we learn that from? We learn that from the judicial system. There is no innocent until proven guilty. There is a assumed guilt until proven innocent, which is why they arrest you first, which is why you have to go to court and prove your innocence, which is why you have to have somebody like a lawyer or an attorney to speak on your behalf or you can act as your own attorney. Nonetheless, you have to prove your innocence. Right. So it's guilty until proven innocent or assumed guilt. So they're going to assume that you didn't do something right in order for this mistake to have been made. Now, this is a part of the, the this is one part of the system um, that is is trying to self-correct so that everybody comes out to be a robot. Everybody comes out to do the exact same thing. Everybody comes out to never make these mistakes and whatever this mistake is. And it's like, this is not going to happen. This is, there's no world in which this is going to happen. But in the simulation world, this happens. You get people to do everything that you want them to do on a mass level. And you set the rules, you set the guidelines, you set the redundancies, you set the outcomes, uh, and you set the consequences. So now we're talking about a power that's that's ultimate, right? And and what's the term for that or what's the saying? Absolute power absolutely corrupts, which is why you can't have one person in power. No matter what you think about the government and the outside entities that work with and for the government, they're all have a delegate they all have a, a level of power. And through that level of power they're able to either delegate or work with or subside or or, or pass on or or fall under. There's there's a balance that has to happen now for people on lower level thinking they don't think balance has to happen with general people with the general public well it has to happen and i'm telling you that you have to balance your life out because it's something i had to do i had to balance my life out if not i would beat myself up every time i made a mistake and i would strive for perfection i don't strive for perfection I try to see what happened and what went wrong to correct the problem or or if it was just something that's just a fluke accident, th then I would be able to s assess it. I would be able to say, hey, this is an isolated incident. Didn't mean to do it. OK, let's fix this problem and then continue on with our day or continue on with our week or so forth and so on. You can't make an omelet without breaking eggs. So now people are like, well, I don't want an omelet. Okay, well, whatever it is that you decide to consume, however you decide to live this life, there's a negative and there's a positive. There's something that you perceive as negative. There's something that you want to perceive as positive. And you have to find the balance in between that or else your life will be in turmoil. It will always be in chaos. And not in the chaos, in, in the chaotic sense that you're flipping out and you're spazzing out. No, you just have an imbalance in your life. There'll just be things that you can always do better, but you won't. You'll stay at the same level you'll stay stagnant right and that's what was happening to me for a number of years now these are these are these are life lessons that when i got to a certain point where the the turmoil turned viral i mean of a, a, a visceral or or it, it got to a point where it was just like blatant in my face it blew up you know 
bad, bad argument or um, loss of money in a ridiculous way, messed up car, something like that. It was something that I didn't do and I didn't take accountability or responsibility to fix it. So I didn't take accountability for the fact that I'm not learning about this thing that I'm supposed to. I'm not continuing to be a teachable spirit and so forth and so on. And I'm not taking the responsibility to make sure that it doesn't happen again. Well, when those things start to affect outside people, like the people that you love, then it kind of grabs your attention in a different way. Now, what do I mean? I mean, I held on to a vehicle. Let's talk about me. Let's have a story about me. I held on to a vehicle, which was my Suburban, way too long, way too long. And um, I'm, I'm a truck driver, so I'm out most of the time. And my wife was driving the vehicle. Well, lo and behold, the transmission went out on her while she was in traffic. Now, should I have gotten another vehicle way before? Absolutely. My vehicle was at 287,000 miles. You know, every now and then we'll have a little hiccup in the transmission, but nothing big, nothing major. Just make sure we got the oil changed and the fluids checked and stuff like that. And you try to hold on to these things until it becomes detrimental. Well, when the tra when the transmission went out in traffic, you, you already know what happens. You know, cars are skidding. Uh, people are trying not to hit her and so forth and so on. So she was scared. She was genuinely scared. And that was something that I had to live with, like, you know better than this, you know, so let me take responsibility to fix this problem so that it never happens again. So now I pay attention to everything that has to do with the car. As soon as a light comes on, check engine light, doesn't matter. I'm taking it in. I'm trying to get uh, uh, fixed, whatever needs to be fixed. Um, I am there before my recommended oil changes, before my recommended fluid changes and transmission flushes and things of that nature. And if it feels like the, the vehicle is losing any type of power, hey, well, it's time to sell this vehicle off and go and get a, and go get a fresh one. And this is why I don't commit myself to vehicles that cost way more than I can afford or afford to maintain. So this is this is something that I had to fix going forward. Now, had I knew this, you know, in my 20s, I wouldn't have had seven cars already. <laughs> so that's that. Um, but I just wanted to share that story with you real quick. Understand that it is a constant battle uh to 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 maintain this balance but the uh, in that understanding everybody's perfect everybody's perfectly designed to do what they're going to do it is up to you to decide whether or not you're the perfect piece for that puzzle or perfect piece for that team or that level or do you need to be at another level where you can perfectly fit in? And if you need to be at another level, then you have to look at things like that. Now, how how do you tell that you're at another level uh, than the people that you're with right then? Okay, let's say you have a quick little incident, little accident, little mistake. And that person who is either on the same level as you or supposedly above you, as in a supervisor or a boss, they come down on you uh, rain and hell fire because you made a mistake. You then ask them, well, what was it that I could have done for this not to happen? And see what their answer is. If they can tell you right offhand and you've done none of those things, then okay, that's a mistake. You need to correct that mistake and you're at the level that you need to be at because you haven't mastered that level to do everything and things still go the wrong type of way, right? Now, if they can't answer the question, 
and you've done everything that you possibly could have done, then that means it's time for you to step above them and go to another level. I don't mean step above to talk uh, bad about nobody or get nobody in trouble. I'm saying if you made a mistake uh, at this level of trucking, right? I'm, I'm using me as an example. And somebody rains hellfire down on you and they say, did you do this? And you say yes. And you go down every check in the box and, and, and you're, you've been able to check every box. Then it's time for you to move to the next level, whatever that level is. Now you need to take responsibility and finding out what's the next level for you. Is it to own your own truck? Is it to get out of the truck and become a supervisor because, you know, there are drivers out there struggling with this type of thing and you can reach back and help somebody. See, when you're when you're plugging, when you're finding a need and this is where people are always talking about opening up your own business. You got to find a need. And once you find a need, you always have customers and so forth and so on. There's all these philosophies for how you open up a small business and how you, you know, keep it going. You have to apply that same philosophy of finding a need in your own life, right? Your own life. What is it that that you bring to the table that is unique enough to fit into that level? Whether it's working for somebody, working for yourself, or, or or going out and being a nonprofit organizer doesn't matter. But there's a there's a thing in you that is so unique that fits into this puzzle piece that you you perfectly level this thing out. So maybe you are a truck driver and not an owner operator. Maybe you are the best when you're at a company and you will you will get paid accordingly. You'll get treated accordingly and so forth and so on. But when you're not at your level, that's when everything seems to be non-fulfilling, seems to be like just redundant and you want to be done with this. And, you know, everything's bad and you're not getting paid enough. And you see Billy Bob over there doing so much better and he's in the same position as you. Well, you don't know what Billy Bob's personality uh, is or his character traits or his special talents are that, that put him at a different level of this thing than you. So you can't really compare yourself. That's one of the things that the great book tells us not to compare ourselves amongst ourselves. And when you compare yourself amongst yourself, you're always going to fall short of the person that you're comparing yourself to. So that's why it's always a, a, a misnomer, right? You you cannot do this. And, and you can. You can. Let me not tell you what you can't do. You can compare yourself as much as you want to. And when you fall short, you can strive to try to fill in that gap and figure out what it is. And you can spend a couple of years never measuring up to that person. And now you've wasted a couple of years from the place that you should be at, where you should be flourishing, where you should fit in with no problems. And it would be the perfect balance of whatever it is that you need. But you took the time to try to compare yourself to somebody. This is why gurus and 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 uh what do you call them motivational speakers and all of that stuff they never tell you how they got to the point where they're at right now you know why because they can't explain to you why they're so good at being a motivational speaker they can give you the course they can give you the step by step they can have you pay 39 three easy payments of 39.99 and you can do this too and you'll say, yes, I can do this. And you'll complete every last one of those steps and never touch where that person is at. Right. There's a there's a good uh, motivational speaker named uh, Eric Thomas. 
E.T. Great motivational speaker. But he can't give you a class to be where he's at. Because he fits in that genre so well. He brings balance to that genre. That motivational speech is for you to get up and do what you are supposed to do. Not what he does. Right? And everybody has this dream of becoming financially free and financially independent. And don't realize that it's already at the tip of their fingers. It's the decision making. It's the thought process. It's how you feel about the money that you have in the position that you're at. You don't have to be a millionaire. If you want to be a millionaire, that's fine. I'm not knocking you. I'm saying in order to be financially independent, you don't have to be a millionaire. You have to get rid of materialism. The things that you want so bad are not that important. And if you don't come to that conclusion and you want those things more than you want this, then there's other things that you're going to have to do. And you're always going to put yourself out of balance trying to obtain these things that you think are important, but you're not in the the, the space that you need to be, i.e. you're not in your perfection. So anyways, that's my time. I try to keep these things under 30 minutes because I want to keep your attention as much as I possibly can. I know I gave you a lot I gave you a lot. And that's why I say, you know, I don't try to come to you too much and overwhelm you with these things because these are so many different concepts pulled from so many different philosophies and, and, and thought processes and, and standards of procedure that it's it's crazy. It's crazy. I just retained a lot of knowledge. I'm sorry. But anyways, the takeaway that I want to leave you with, you're not striving for perfection. You're striving for balance. In that balance comes perfection. Everybody is going to make learning curves, not mistakes. And if you want to call it mistake, okay, you can call it a mistake. But if it happens more than once, it's no longer a mistake because a mistake is something that you that happens. You assess why it happens. You fix that thing. And then you should never have the same mistake twice. If you do, then, hey. <laughs> you got to go back and evaluate some things. At no point in time am I ever going to knock you for having a hard, harder learning curve than most people. All of us have a, a, a hard time learning some concept, but that's why it takes a village. It takes a village to raise a child and not a child always in the, in the literal sense, sometimes in the metaphorical sense. When you come to something, you're a rookie, you're a beginner, right? You got to learn to crawl, then you can walk. So there you go. I will talk to y'all later. Thank y'all for listening. I appreciate it. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can leave them on my email, which is colins.johnson83 at, at uh, gmail.com. Or you can come to my Facebook, which is my Collins Johnson. Or you can come to my Perspective Wisdom on Facebook. I have that too. And if you don't like Facebook, you can go to Instagram. Type in Collins Johnson or Perspective Wisdom, spelled the correct way. And then boom, you'll be, I'll be there. You can drop it in my DMs. Doesn't matter. I'll address whatever it is that you want me to address. And if it's something that I have not experienced or not close proximity to, I will be sure to let you know. And I'll try to direct you in the right uh, direction or direct you on the right path to get the answers that you need. All right. Talk to y'all later.